Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Joe Kane. I'm Sal Kanka. And this is the Imperfect Podcast. Don't forget to go to HecklerKane.com and sign up to become an Imperfect Podcast Insider. To the bumper. Joe, welcome to the Imperfect Podcast. Yeah. Um, so, happy Halloween, man. Happy Halloween to you, sir. This is getting released the night before Halloween, but it's still counting as our Halloween special. So. Yeah, most people probably won't listen to it to the next day, so we're good. Yeah, that's good. Um, this is our second annual, second annual Halloween special. Yes, except this year we're not doing any, um, uh, what were those? Bean boozled. Bean boozled. Yeah. Yeah, those nasty booger tasting uh, jelly beans. You know, it's funny, my kids... Um, Bought a new batch of Bean Boozled. Do you hear me? I'm, I'm already getting all like kinds of uh, verklempt here. Verklempt. That was for, pretty funny last year, though. For uh, just thinking about the Bean Boozled thing. It's it's really gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we are the Imperfect Podcast. This is yep. what happens when you don't have a guest. We're gearing up for uh, the American film market to go uh, chat with uh, folks in the industry about Seymour the Unfortunate Vampire. Yeah. But we're going to have some fun today. We got our bottle of wine, Apothic Dark here. How yeah. appropriate for our Halloween episode. I don't know what uh, camera I should face that at. And uh, we have our lovely uh, guest here. Eugene. Eugene is with us at every uh, podcast, but he's usually hidden in the set somewhere. But it's appropriate to take him out for Halloween, I guess. Exactly. So Joe and I, though, we're going to talk about our top five indie Halloween horror movies. Now, there may be some discretions here about indie because um, <laughs> indie doesn't necessarily mean that there's no budget. Well, and ex- some of these have a decent budget to them. I've heard many a podcast debate what is what constitutes an indie film. So mm-hmm. it, it essentially it does not mean without budget. It means not uh, attached to a major studio. So the, the, and the there's le- really there's really only five major studios. Correct. So maybe four, maybe four <laughs> with consolidations these days. Yeah. Well, they're, they're all buying each other out. So exactly. So we're going to take some liberties here and we're just going to have some fun. And, uh, you know, if you guys uh, agree or disagree with uh, my choices or Joe's choices, feel free to leave us some comments, uh, you know, on the podcast or shoot us a note on Twitter at Heckler Kane Inc. And uh, we'll gladly debate with you all day long. <laughs> <laughs> but Sal's wrong. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So how this is gonna how this is gonna go down is uh, Joe's gonna give uh, a movie in his list, and then I'm gonna give my rebuttal to his uh, pick. Who knows? Maybe we'll match on some. That would be very neat. We we haven't seen each other's lists, so it's it's a matter of like debate. So exactly. So Joe and I are gonna have a little fun today. Yeah. So, Mr. Kane. Yes, sir. What comes in at number five? Number for five you? for me, I went for something nostalgic. I, I, I said, you know, I have to have something on this list that we're doing a top five list. I have to have something on the list that's going to be um, uh, 
kind of a predecessor to everything. And it's probably, it's, it's definitely the oldest one on the list, I, mm. I almost guarantee, unless you matched me on this. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out in 1922 uh, by Film Arts Guild. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's Nosferatu. Well, I got to say, that would be the most indie of independent horror films. Uh, you, you can't complain that that was done by a studio. So, <laughs> No, I'm not going to knock it for being independent, but I, I got to give you props. Nosferatu, definitely a all-time classic. Well, it inspired all of the Dracula and, and, and other vampire flicks to come. For, for ages, mm-hmm. that was the first vampire flick. So, I, you know, I'm giving it nods as number five on my list. Yeah. I mean, people were terrified when yeah. this movie came out. I mean. Oh, absolutely. And so it's laughable now. I mean, oh. looking at it. But uh, but so is like, I, I mean, I can have a giggle at The Exorcist yeah, in some the, regards. You know, Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> some uh, things start to get dated. And, y- and you go, okay, well, the, the problem is that the 1922 was very dated. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a silent, uh, uh, not a silent film. No, it was it a was, silent um, film. It was a silent film, yes. Well, I, in my head, I said silent film, but I was like, but wait, there was music, and I'm an idiot, so. It wasn't completely <laughs> silent. <laughs> it was black and white, though. It was black and white. For all you kids out there, there used to be no color. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny, because my daughter said to me the other day, she goes, oh, my God, that was such an old thing. And she goes, I go, when, when, what are you talking about? And. She was talking about a um, a Duran Duran video that came out, and she goes, "Yeah, what? It was like what done in the '80s?" I said, "Yeah, like very good, you know." And she goes, "Yeah, well, isn't that in black and white? You guys didn't have color TVs in back the in the '80s." Oh, <laughs> what a dig! Wow, she must have seen that uh, Aha video for Take on Me. <laughs> I think that's maybe she was confused by uh, something. Um, yeah, kids do say the darndest things. Yeah, exactly. So, what's your number five? All right, so I went a completely different route for you okay. on my f- fifth pick. Uh, I, I didn't so it came out this year, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more recent. Okay. Um, came out in 2016. Okay. You can currently watch it on Netflix, released by Intrepid Pictures and directed by Mike Flanagan. It's a film called Hush. Ooh, very good one. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. Hush, um, it, it's, it's a thriller, mm-hmm. and... It really was a modern day throwback to Hitchcock. I feel like it was. It built so much suspense. This was not a slasher flick. This was not about the gore and the, the fact that it's called Hush. There's a lot of silence mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, it actually uh, is about a young woman living alone and she's deaf. Mm-hmm. So this predator comes to you know, invade her home, so to speak, and it completely plays on every fear you have about being alone in a home in the woods. Yeah. So this movie, you know, and so, I, you know, I'm a, a, I'm an adult male. And sure. I, I, <laughs> we hope. <laughs> uh, not so long ago, I was still living alone by myself, and I watched this by myself, and I gotta say, I, uh, you know, I was a little creeped out. So... I, re- I remember you calling me and going, you have to watch this movie. Yeah. You have to watch this movie. It's amazing. And I got to apologize. I never watched it. Yeah. You're, you're, I'm not going <laughs> to. Whatever. I'm going to keep my keep the language clean. So <laughs> so for the rest of the people, if you want, don't want to be a Joe, you can go out and watch Hush. I highly recommend. Totally. It's still on Netflix. Now's the time to watch it um, if you haven't already. So that's my number five so far uh we're agreeing on each other's picks good picks yeah no i i agree from what you've told me about this movie (laughs) (laughs) well yeah well you need to do your homework sir yes 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 next Um, this next one you've definitely seen 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of people see, have seen. And the, the reason for have, having seen it at the time we saw it was uh, there was a big controversy about this this movie when mm. it was released. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole thing was that they were that everybody was thinking um, that this was real. And I think you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the Blair Witch Project. Um, it's, it was by Artisan Pictures, mm-hmm. and um, it was released in 1999. I, I had to look down at my notes for Directed that. Directed by Eduardo Sanchez. Yes, and um, Daniel Merrick. Merrick, I think mm-hmm. I pronounced the name correctly. Daniel, if you're out there, sorry. <laughs> it um, turns out that is my number four pick. Oh, no way! <laughs> <laughs> we just gave ourselves a high five yeah. for uh, those listening. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it, good good pick, right? That's I mean, my number four pick. Um, combining high eight video with black and white sixteen millimeter film, this this film became a instant cult classic. Absolutely, and for the reason you mentioned a second ago, was like back then when you watched this film in nineteen ninety nine, there was a an air of like. Shit, is this real? Yeah. Well, the, the, what happened was um, all of the press and everything that went out on it was saying that it was real. And the actors were, like, sequestered. They didn't let the actors go out anywhere. They weren't, they weren't doing uh, publicity tours on this thing. So it was like, oh, these, these, aren't, these aren't actors. These are people who were dying in, these, in this woods mm-hmm. from this Blair Witch or Jersey Devil as it was kind of a, a different yep. uh, look on it. Well, and it, cre- it created the uh, genre. Oh sure. Called found footage. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I mean, I, quote, if I'm misspeaking, I don't know, but I, I found footage didn't exist until Blair Witch. It, it was. Came, I mean, whether as a it genre. Ex- whether it existed or not, it was it was definitely a pioneer in in that. Well, for a feature film, thing. I don't yeah. think there was found footage done that way as a feature. And you know, the whole premise. You know, if if maybe you're a youngin and you haven't seen this film yet, or you were doubtful about it, I mean, it's gonna give you a rush. Sure. And it's uh, one of those films that still to this day, I, I think it still holds up. I mean, they recently tried to do a remake. I, I didn't even have any interest in going to see it because... I didn't even know they did a remake. <laughs> uh, well, okay, maybe I'm even... It, it, I don't know if it was a remake or a reboot or if it's actually just part two, but you can't... They did a sequel. Yeah. So and it totally flopped. It's going to flop because all of the uh, the surprise and all mm-hmm. of the... What, what made it genuine from the get-go is all gone now. You can't replicate that again. When we, I actually saw the thing in theaters. Me too. I, I remember I going into theaters, and and there's there's a there's a prologue on it and a uh, a postlog, um, and they were. I mean, as far as watching this movie, you thought these people were actually dying, and like, mm-hmm. how can they get away with like, you know, putting people's deaths on screen for real? Yep. And yep. and that's what we thought we were watching, and that was that was a big part of the hype. It's pretty cool, and I, I was doing my research before, mm-hmm. I, and I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. I mean, just for the filmmakers out there, this film was not quick to make. Uh-uh. The, the, they conceived of this uh, fictional legend of the Blair Witch in 93. They wrote a 35-page screenplay with the, thi- with the di- dialogue to be improvised, that wine's kicking in. And uh, they did a casting call in uh, Backstage Magazine because there was no Backstage.com yeah. back in the 90s. I was a subscriber to Backstage, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> in my acting days. <laughs> they started production in 97 with principal, principal p- photography taking place uh, in Maryland. They shot it in eight days and with about 20 hours of footage, edited down to 82 minutes. Uh-huh. So, I mean, from a filmmaker's perspective, you think about really what they accomplished with Blair Witch – 
Yeah. Um, and how long that process took. I mean, you know, we all just hear the the marketing story yeah. and the glitz. I mean, the 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 movie did blockbuster numbers at the at the box office. It grossed nearly two hundred fifty million dollars worldwide. Well, do because it was well publicized. Yeah, well, it had a huge, huge marketing push and budget behind it. But listen, we've said this about any film and anything that we've been doing or anything we've come in contact with. If you don't market it, if you don't get it out there and you don't get it seen, um, nobody will come and watch it. Yep, yep. And it's just, it's one of those projects, complete indie. These guys went out, did this on their own. I mean, and they, they didn't shoot with like, fake cameras either which uh, uh, fake cameras being like consumer level cameras that was all done in post that was the thing about this it was done in post to make it look like a consumer home camera um which is kind of funny if you think about it because wouldn't have been cheaper and easier to just use a consumer camera Mm -hmm. but that was kind of the allure and the trick of it all that they could really get hone in exactly what they needed which they couldn't necessarily hone in on a on a consumer level camera. Yep, I think the cool, the interesting thing too, as filmmakers, is the the story technically documents three filmmakers that went into yeah. the woods. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a little like uh, great little nod, <laughs> you know. As as filmmakers, they made this and they said, "Well, how are we going to get these guys? Why would they be in the woods with these cameras?" Right. So thinking about the Legend of Blair Witch, creating that storyline about, and that's why it works. That's why it's believable. It, it creates part of the because I could see us grabbing cameras and going out in the woods trying to find a legend of the the, the Jersey Devil. I can't keep you in the Massapequa preserves past sundown. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I you know I'm a homebody. You know, I do my thing. <laughs> yep. Well, there's no doubt Blair Witch. I believe definitely needs to be in that top five list. Yeah. Um, everybody's top five. Well, list. I don't, I obviously mean, we agree, and even the spot in the list, which is great. I know. If anybody you, you think something else should be in that spot, let us know. I'd love to hear what. Uh, or if you hated Blair Witch, let us know that too. Yeah. Hit us up at Heckler Kane Inc. Yep. Um, so number three, are we on? We're on is, three already. We're on three. I, lo- already. I lost track. Two in. Um, <laughs> Mine was, uh, my next pick was released in 1981, um, and it set two careers on fire, basically, and kept them, kept them going, and they're still, they're still very big, uh, entities now. Mm -hmm. Um, it's Evil Dead. Oh, the Evil Dead series. Uh, Yeah, the Evil, well, the, the original Evil Dead, um, was a, a straight up horror film. Yeah. And then it turned into comedy, which, don't get me wrong, I love, I love the sequels, um, it, it, it may be one of those times where the, the sequels definitely... Um, uh, I think Evil Dead 2 is actually more popular than Evil yes, Dead 1. Yes, Evil Dead 2, to me, may have been a better film, but being nostalgic mm-hmm. and going, okay, well, this is where it came from, for mm-hmm. me, makes me want to put Evil Dead into um, that third spot for me. Okay. Uh, it launched the careers of Sam Raimi. It launched the career of uh, Bruce Campbell. Which I am a diehard Bruce Campbell fan, and Who Bruce, if you're isn't? listening, I've reached out to you at least a dozen times to try to come on the podcast, huh. um, and he keeps ignoring me. But I mean, he's he's too big. That's the I know. Bruce, <laughs> we're never going to get Bruce on the podcast. So sad, sad for us. If anybody else is listening and wants to bug Bruce Campbell about like coming on our podcast, we'd love to talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, actually, it was funny because Bruce was the one that we were reaching out for for last Halloween. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I was I was I was campaigning to get Bruce on here, and I actually got a um, 
I actually got an email back from his management. Oh, nice. Uh, that 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 said, you know, not cease and desist, <laughs> but uh, you know, th- thank you anyway. Joe clearly has an internet restraining order against Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Holy shit! No, 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 no. Um, you know, a, a huge Bruce Campbell fan. He was in he was in the Spider Man series, and you guys. Uh, who listen to the podcast know I'm a huge comic book fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he was just, he's just a, a, a monster B movie guy. Yeah. Um, so I liked know. him in burn notice. Oh, <laughs> he was excellent. He was excellent. in Burn notice, <laughs> burn notice. He was in, um, he was, he, oh, what was that series? He was in, he played Santa Claus. Oh shit. I don't even know. Oh my God. Why am I going to have to, it? am I going to have to do the internets thing? He, he played Santa Claus for one episode. It was just like a guest starring role. Um, and he was in, I was watching it and, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> not a great series, but for some reason I, I started watching and, and, and kept going. The Librarians. Gotcha. He was in the librarians for a guest gotcha. guest spot, and I, I remember going, "Oh, cool! It's Bruce Campbell." <laughs> See, my favorite uh, Bruce Campbell because uh, is Army of Darkness. Uh, yes, um, but that's in the same series. It's in the same series. It's in the same but, series. You know, it was uh, Army of Darkness. For me, was that that right age for me? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had to wait till to see Evil Dead when I was older just because I didn't catch it. It just, you know, just timing wise, it never caught up to me. And I had to watch it when I was older. And like we said, you know, older movies, uh, they sometimes don't translate. You, you kind of go, ah, sometimes it's, yeah. it's rough to watch some of these old horror movies. I, I had watched the Evil Dead first. And um, it was one of those random things. Like my parents were like, oh, yeah, you can watch this or whatever. And my father, I think, had seen the second one. So it was later on after it was released. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we're talking 1981. I would have been four, some, somewhere in that range, four or five. So I didn't see it when it was first released. You don't know how to, you don't know how to do math, do you? Oh my god, you would have been three. Three. Okay, <laughs> that's close enough. I'm th- I'm this many. <laughs> oh my god, Joe. Um. So you know, I didn't see it on its first release. Obviously, my I believe my father had seen the the uh, more comedic version of the Evil Dead Two. Or mm-hmm. Army of Darkness, even at that point. That was ni- Army of Darkness was in the nineties, like ninety two. That's why I was yeah, like, no, I'd I'd seen it, but um, that was the throwback for me. Was going and going. I I had seen Evil Dead first. Gotcha. And I remember the the Necronomic Necronomica, which was the uh, the the book in the in the series that was the haunted book or whatever. And I remember going, I want one of those. <laughs> I was busy watching all that crap. I was like Army of Darkness, Tales of the Crypt in the Mm -hmm, mm nineties. All all of that stuff was like killer for me. So I have um, a much bigger play for my number three spot. I'm curious. Go for it. I I went big on number three, which could be controversial for some people. I'm sure there's people that are going to say, "Well, how the hell wasn't that your number one?" And blah 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 blah. I have my reasons. You went big. I went big for okay. my number th- my number three spot. Well, we're getting up there. The top three is still big. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, listen, some other podcasts they do top tens and yeah. things like that. We're trying to keep it short and sweet here, so we're 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 going with. It. We made it more difficult on ourselves, honestly. Yeah. Oh, it's hard to choose to choose five. Because uh, even as we're talking, I was like, oh shit, I didn't include that movie. Well, I we're gonna even... we're gonna do a list of honorable mentions before we do our number one for sure. So. So my number three pick, I'm going with Halloween. On Halloween. I'm going with Halloween on Halloween. 1978, I was one year old. (laughs) 1978, I was not born (laughs) until until December. I was born in December 1978, and for those of you trying to do the math, I'm 38 years old. I'm proud of it. Screw it. I have no hairline. There you go. (laughs) Well, so John Carpenter's Halloween. I mean... 
released at the production company Compass Interna- Compass International Pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can you say? Halloween, Michael Myers. He is the epitome of evil. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. As, as a as a horror icon and character, there is nothing that depicts fright and terror and it set the bar for slasher film absolutely i and feel like the, the something that w- appealed to me very much on that um if you look at other series um let's say jason or 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 freddy or those series um there was a lot of blood mm-hmm. there was not that much blood in mike mm-hmm. myers this is why i like it movies was more like Hush. it was more psychological this is why i like movies like hush yeah. You know, so that's my vein of I, I like to the less less is more mm-hmm. effect. Yeah, and you know, really thinking about that Halloween, it's funny because I just rewatched um, the Halloween remake that was directed by Rob Zombie, and even that holds up. I I have to tell you, and I, I got to give props because there's been a lot of re- there's been remakes of all these horror films that yeah. were classics. Uh, you know, Halloween and and. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, and all these were, were, were classics mm-hmm. that were now remade. Mm-hmm. A lot of the remakes don't hold up necessarily. We know. You don't even have to say it. They suck. But the Rob Zombie, <laughs> the Rob Zombie Halloween. I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Nobody's listening. Don't worry about. Nobody's it. Nobody's listening. Mm-hmm. Well, we have connect. We have connections to some people who have done some of these remakes. So I don't want to be rude. Ooh. No, <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. We know people. Shit. Why haven't people. they been on the podcast? I know, uh, <laughs> because because we've we've belittled them on the podcast because they're too big for us. Yeah, whatever. It's um, the you know Rob Zombie definitely did the the series justice. Yeah. There are a lot of the sequels that are still um, on the original canon, part mm-hmm. of the original canon, which were not done even remotely as well as Rob Zombie redid the original. Exactly. And exactly. And that's exactly the point. They some of those Halloweens as they got further and further down the line, you could see what happened, especially in the the 90s. There -hmm. was like a horror craze. It was Freddy, Jason and Mike, my Freddy meets Jason and all this crap that Mm -hmm. was going on. And those Halloween movies just started to lose their spunk. It was it was awful. Yeah. But if you go back, I mean, you know, you're talking about launching the Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. First time on screen. But you know what? And what a career she's had. Yeah. Maybe she'll come on the podcast. Well, <laughs> Look at where's the, I just love love that laugh, don't you? <laughs> Maybe she'll come on the podcast. But like the movie, and like you talked about the psychological aspects. I mean, literally, he is suffering from psychosis. Yeah, you know, he's his whole character is based around that. So yeah, absolutely. Um, following that story and how he goes back and you know to find his sister and the whole storyline is just. It's it's outrageous. It's really outrageous. And, you know, they base it around a particular holiday, yeah. which we are now celebrating. Happy Halloween again. Happy Halloween. Yeah, this is this is a happy Halloween from Eugene. Happy Halloween. <laughs> nice. Oh boy, for all you people at home, please go check out our YouTube channel so you can watch Joe being yes. a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. It, and I'm I'm sipping oh, the last. There. Look at this. I'm I'm filling the last. Joe didn't even ask me if I wanted it. No. Well, you wow. still have a full glass, and I've already gone through. There we go. So um, it's like when I take my girlfriend to dinner, ap- and she has a glass of Riesling. Ap- <laughs> Apothic dark. 
It's um, good because she doesn't listen to the podcast. She'll never hear this. Oh, this is good. Okay, <laughs> good. So we can say all things about we it. We can say anything we no, want. No, I love her. Yeah, didn't, you know that. I know. So do I. But didn't what did, didn't Brim come in? He Brimstone when he was here. He was like, uh, yeah, who's listening to your podcast? Oh yeah, it just must be all it's your wives. All your wives. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Brimstone there. Exactly. He, Brimstone was awesome. He's uh, he's traveling like a crazy man in L.A. right now. I just saw his uh, picture of him on the set of The Big Bang Theory. Oh, cool. Very cool. S- sitting in Sheldon's spot. Very cool. <laughs> That's neat. Has nothing to do with Halloween, but, I don't no. know, but it was still fun. But uh, good for Brim. Exactly. <laughs> All right. We are up to number dos. Number dva? Dos equis. <laughs> de? De. I don't know. Is that, is that? That's French, right? De? Un, deux, trois, quatre, set. Oh, one, two, five in French. Eins, fine. I'm done after that. Hanadul, set, net. Kareem. Got a couple of things. Anyway, we're we're up to two. Uh, I would would tell the year in a different language, but I think it would just be a disaster. (laughs) Disaster. Um, (laughs) uh, 1974, pre-us. 1974. I keep going back for oldies because I, I just... You're an old soul. I'm drawn. I'm drawn to these classics, and 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 I'm going to say the originals, uh, because this one has had a remake done, and you know what? The remake had justice done to it. It wasn't horrible, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, and it was it was well done. The remake, but you still got to go back to the classics for me, and and go what did what did this what did that come from? Drum roll. That's of, the worst that's drum a, roll the ever. The worst drum roll on the planet. We have a drum about three feet away from us that we could get, but I'm not going to go there. Just bring it on. Number two. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Is that an indie? That is an indie film. Who put that out? Um, Bryanston Pictures? I've never heard no of them. Shit. Bryanston Pictures. That didn't even pop on any of my lists. No, no. It's, it's, it's real indie. It's real indie. Um, as as far as it goes, looking at indie film stuff, um, this was this was a quite a breakout. It made quite a few um, quite a few bucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Needless to say, for 1974, 1974 money, and it's still I'm sure <laughs> raking in money all these years later. Because what a classic! Uh, you know, you follow the story of a guy who basically uh, chops people up with a chainsaw. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm just. I'm I'm being very broad on that, <laughs> what um, do you mean? but it, it gets back into what we've been saying about the psychological. Um, it, it had the components of a slasher film. It had mm. the components of like the girl running and falling down, um, and then him dragging him, dra- dragging him, dragging her back, and you know chopping her up with a train saw. And there was blood, and there was there was gore, but it was the psychological um, mind fuck. <laughs> of wow. of these um these kids that broke down in a van and basically you know went to this house for help and got slaughtered um to me it was very it was very um reminiscent of being trapped in there and really not being able to do anything about it mm-hmm what did that? Did you bring up the uh, stats on the box office? Because that that would have been a good thing for me to research, but I didn't. Um, I can give you I can give you the box office on that. Let's okay. See, uh, ba ba ba, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's not here on Rotten Tomatoes, so actually I can't. But I was looking at his other stuff. Um, the director, uh, Toby Hooper. Toby is, Hooper. He wrote it and directed it. Yeah. So he's an interesting cat. Uh, do you know his other films? 
Uh, I don't actually. What are his other so films? That's I'm looking at his stuff, right? So he he starts with Texas Chainsaw Massacre back in '74. Yep. And he goes. He produced a lesser known film, Eaten Alive, which clearly nobody knows. But then he moves into Salem's Lot. Okay. And in that's 80- a classic. Exactly. And then in '82, Poltergeist. So hello. Ooh. Yeah. And then he directed Invaders from Mars. Come to the light. <laughs> Exactly. Well, what's the what's the kid's name in that? Caroline. 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 Come to the light. That's so a horrible impression. Sorry. He he has he's got a a career. I mean, he did well. Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. He's got a career as opposed to other filmmakers who well, don't. Uh, you know, horror filmmakers sometimes they get you know it's tough. Sometimes they fizzle. Uh, yeah, or they rely so much on their. Um, uh, series of movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like he could have easily just like he directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, but like in eighty six, which is almost ten years over ten years later. Yeah, you know, so it wasn't like he was putting out Texas Chainsaw. He was he wasn't going back to revisit it for uh, monetary pers- yeah. purposes. He was going back to revisit it because he came up with another story by and that he's, point. He's he's involved with all the other Texas Chainsaw because there's multiple. There's Texas Chainsaw Massacre in two thousand three. There's the Texas Chainsaw again in two thousand thirteen. He produced them all. He did well. Not that would them. that would be the uh, the tie that I was talking about with the remakes. Mm-hmm. Now it's cool, but that he had his hand in that. Producing, um, but you yeah, know, producing, the, but he still, you know, still had his hand in those um, because it's kind of a, a tip of the hat to, you know, the next generation that's taking it over. My <laughs> number two, yeah, takes a complete detour from where you were. Oh boy! <laughs> like oh boy! So the never-ending story. <laughs> eh, I wouldn't consider that unless you're six. That's not a horror. So, I mean, even Davi watched that, and then yeah. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. I'm going with Shaun of the Dead. Uh, okay, so I I yeah. debated that one. So I just because our love of horror and comedy and no, did it scare the pants off me? No. It's not that type of horror. But in terms of the genre of horror comedy, I mean this there's some others I love, like Zombie Land and yeah. and even the Lost Boys. But Twinkies. these are but these are <laughs> these these are not what I would consider indie. I mean, Shaun of the Dead won British, uh, two it won a ton of independent uh, film awards mm-hmm. uh, for the for the film in 2004. See, I debated back and forth whether it was actually a, a indie or not. It's focus features. It it, it gets back to that that uh, monetary number. It well it cost it a, big a lot. Budget. It was a big budget film, but. I know, so you can shit all over me if you want, but... I, I do that on a regular occasion, so it doesn't have to be online here. I know, I know. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead, it's my pick. I, I, You know, it's too good not to include, and, uh-huh. you know, I feel like the movie itself, like that genre of movie is so hard to, to do. It's hard to be funny. Uh-huh. It's so difficult. We suck at it. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> but you keep trying. <laughs> I, oh, my God, I keep laughing at my own jokes so bad. Yeah. Ugh. You're it. <laughs> that's all I got. That, that's all I got. I'm my own best audience. So, yeah, I mean, Shaun of the Dead, um, you know, Edgar Wright, the film itself moves. The pace of the film uh-huh. is so great. I mean, I think it came after films like 28 Days Later and all that type of stuff. Yes. Like like yes. the zombie craze, right, that happened. Is it's really a tip of the hat to, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it, which – 
Don't do it. Don't do it. All right, I won't well, say it. Was it your honorable mention or your number one? No, it was an honorable mention. Oh, today. okay. Okay. Um, Night of the Living Dead. Okay. I mean, sure. it's really, it's really their comedic take on the Night of the Living Dead. Correct. Exactly. So Which didn't make either of our lists, but still, no. I think, I think if we were in a top ten, it would make the ten. Sure. Absolutely. I, I, I Actually, we we originally started the vamp this list as a ten, and that was on my list. I know. So there you go. So, so it would have yeah. been on mine too, and I think you know for, for. Uh, Time's sake, we cut it to fives. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, Shaun of the Dead, uh, you know. I, I got to give you're, you props you're on dis- that. Your only disagreement is if it's you feel, but Focus Features is like one of the big independent, they're a major independent player. Yeah. I mean, I've been walking, watching Focus Features films for the last 10 plus years. Sure. I, I mean, apparently even more than that because I'm getting really old, like 15 years. So You are old. <laughs> I, am, I am. I'm older than you. So, screw off. Um, anyway, <laughs> here we are. We're at number one, Joe. Number one. Well, don't don't we give our uh, before we go to number one? Do you want to do some honorable? Let's mentions? Let's do our honorable mentions before we pick our number one. So All right. Fine. I, I think that's only fair. Right? Fine. Well, before we get to number one, I'm, I'm curious gonna... what your number one is because I I know mine and it's very clear cut and it's Mine's so little... mine is. I feel so... like yours is out in left field just by your your choices already. <laughs> What are you saying? I don't. Okay, so you're no, saying no, I'm my not taste saying your in choice. movies? No, you, no, no, doesn't no. jive with the general public. I would agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we're about. Is is you know our opinions on this is is what's paramount here. Exactly. Um, All right. So give me your honorable what, how, mentions. How many honorable mentions are you doing? Oh, God, by the way, I have a whole bunch of honorable mentions. Uh, I just that I really I, love. I like chose two. So. You chose two, but, but it's right. okay. I've well, I'm going to go down my list. Uh, Scream is one of them. Scream's good. Scream is, is Scream's one of those things that real quickly, like, I didn't know if it was a uh, independent. A horror, a com- oh, an independent. Independent. Who uh, released it? Um, it's um, I don't know offhand. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have that info right, offhand. We, Sorry, but I, I didn't think we were gonna go too fast, uh, too too long on no, these. No, we don't want depth. to. We'll be here forever. Um, but that was one that I I didn't know if it was independent or not. Uh, just running down my list: uh, Saw, mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And these are these are all, you know, nods to um our our honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um I had to put on here Dracula versus Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, because Sam. we actually yeah, yeah, we actually interviewed Sam Sherman who was the uh distributor for yes. for Dracula versus Frankenstein. If you've made it this far in the podcast, folks. Yes. Go listen to our interview with Sam Sherman. He is the epitome of the true independent horror filmmaker. From the seventies, international, uh, independent, um, was it international independent or independent Inter- independent, independent international, international pictures w- international pictures, um, referred to us by Ethan Martin. We went to his home. Yeah. We we ate cheese nips and sat with his dog yeah. and did a. Two, it's our only two part interview. So Sam Sherman, responsible for Dracula versus versus Frankenstein and a slew of other um, yeah. horror. Uh, Movies in the seventies and eighties. Um, so I had to give a nod to that Dracula versus awesome. Frankenstein. Uh, I love the Howling you. was one. Um, that was one as a kid that really scared the pants off of me. Uh, quite literally. Interesting. Um, uh, the Fly. Mm, interesting choice. It's, I don't. I don't know if that's Season. necessarily always categorized as a horror film. It's tough. But God, what a! It's more of a sci-fi film, I think. But it is. God, what a horror horror film! I remember. I remember <laughs> well, Jeff Goldblum. Turning into that fly, and it was just—I was absolutely mortified. Have you ever seen the original black and white? Oh, the original, original, like like in the the. It was the black and white. Yeah, like the. I've never seen it. Fifties, I think it was. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. No, I didn't. 
on my um, to-do list. They're apparently re, re, uh, doing a reboot of that. Another. Another reboot. That just seems to be the, the way Hollywood's Yay, going Yay, Hollywood, now. for you and your original ideas. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the one other one that I have um, for honorable mention for me was uh, Paranormal Activity. Okay. Um, uh, liked it. Overhyped. Overhyped, per se, and it was still kind of falling into the, the pocket of uh, Blair Witch, which I already put on the list. Yeah, I'm a little upset with you on that one. Yeah. It didn't fall anywhere near me. It's, it's not worth a mention, so we're going to just move on. All right, so <laughs> go ahead. What's your? You have a couple honorable mentions. Uh, paranormal activity, just, I, I just, I don't, uh, whatever. Um, so in my nod to Rob Zombie, I love Rob Zombie as a director. I think he does some great work, especially after watching Halloween and, again, most recently. I yep. literally watched it like two days ago. The Devil's Rejects. If you've not seen – so now this is a sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses. Now, House of a Thousand Corpses was a piece of shit. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> well, that's putting it bluntly. It was, ter- it was terrible. And, you know, there was a lot of hype around it because it was Rob Zombie, his directorial debut, and mm-hmm. he had directed all his music videos, and he's artistic, and da 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 and, then and I could go on and on and on. Watch The Devil's Rejects. If you're, mm-hmm. into, if you're into horror, you know – you're going to like this movie. You're going to dig it. It's a slasher. Sid Haig is in it and a bunch of the other horror icons that are, you know, acting icons. So Devil's Reject, honorable mention for me. Number two, mm-hmm. Hostel. Oh, yeah, you I wish you had that movie on your list. Hostel. It was very Series. difficult not to put it in my top five. It was tough. I wouldn't have known which to switch out. Like it was very because yeah. it was like, I don't know I, I didn't know what to do but I mean, Hostel good friend of mine from high school uh, it's a was in Hostel g- three <laughs> well he- Heather Matarazzo that so. went nuts after that but yeah I, but uh, I think I watched I'm not Hostel saying that's too. a good movie <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> sorry Heather sorry um, Heather. but none of our movies are good either but we've had people in them so it's okay yeah <laughs> um, wow Hostel it's Lionsgate it's Lionsgate that's which a good is one. you know still an independent production company it was 2006 Eli Roth directed by Eli Roth mm-hmm. uh, you know I mean back then when I originally saw it um, you know which is not it's only like 10 years ago 11 years ago mm-hmm. you know uh, it wasn't like I was a, a young kid or something so I mean it was one of those horror movies that I, I watched as an adult I, like I was mentioning you before the mid 2000s had a big overarching there was a lot of horror that i enjoyed sure, in that period sure. for some reason it was like the 80s there was a lot of 80s stuff that i dug and then, and then it was like the, <laughs> the 90s, 90s kind of skip uh, yeah i think i was busy uh, i don't know what i was doing in the 90s but hostile and then I, I think the big horror film i watched in the 90s was the was it that was impactful but <laughs> sure. that was 90 99 but it was also a TV, made for tv it was made for tv it wasn't so the same different. thing different not like what we just saw what we just saw yeah. so by the way we've seen it we're, we were debating doing a podcast on it there's been a thousand on podcasts it. on it uh go see it go see it. It, it it is awesome well worth it uh honestly one of the best horror films of of recent yeah it it would be number one on this list in about a second if we were well one is well, not, not independent <laughs> yeah it's stephen king and but phenomenal job and the last movie i want to mention if an honorable mention and i have no idea if it's indie or not but the lost boys still holds up to oh it. absolutely I absolutely love, i love the lost boys because yeah. i love a good horror comedy and you know the two Corys are in there i mean you know, <laughs> just, and uh and jimmy gertz so. Yes, yes. <laughs> Jimmy Gertz. All right. Settle down. <laughs> okay, so. Number, number one. one. See, I'm going to, I feel like it's, it, this has been built up uh, for, for the past whatever minutes that we've been, we've been talking here. And I feel like you deflated my number one. Why? 
It's your fault. What did I do? Well, it was a movie that was shot in 1978 by John Carpenter. <laughs> Halloween. I kind of, I kind of had to go. I keep my. I think my list is a little more classic than yours. Yeah, it's okay. Which is okay. I think I, w- I went more in that classic genre. You are a classic rocker. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> um, and basically, Halloween to me was one of the all-time greatest horror films uh, because of what we talked about before. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to get into that again. Uh, but it, it really struck a chord with me. And that is something that, um, you know, that, that whole Mike Myers character being a, this psychological killer that was just like, wow, what a... What I'm a, so sorry to What a complete... My, you, you, you put yours at number three, man. And it is Halloween. We're talking about Halloween, man. I know. Dude, I, I, there's no arguments. I cannot argue with you no. about having Halloween at number one. No. There's no, no. there's no argument I can make. Like, no, no. Is Shaun of the Dead a better movie than Halloween? No. <laughs> really? But it was but, above Halloween on your list, so what's wrong with you? Well, for me, personally, I enjoy a good horror comedy. Okay. So it's just, I I know, it. I, I suck. <laughs> if I had to do finally it, you admit it you know what there's no backseas if I had to do it over maybe Shaun of the Dead would have been in three and Halloween would have been two okay alright It's not. but that probably would have deflated my bubble even more because it was like it would have been too right. close <laughs> yes at least the audience got a breather before you got to say Halloween again yes alright so Halloween that's my number one pick good choice now we're, we're moving thank you Thank you. We're going to move on to you. What's your number one pick? Drum roll. We're going with Saw. We're going with Saw. Really? Saw. For me, that movie is so gritty and dirty and just psychological at the same time. Okay. It has all the elements of... (laughs) It has... (coughs) Don't cough over my... Sorry, man. It has all the elements of what I want. Me, personally, I am HO, in my humble opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did that after two glasses of wine. That's the the one. Saw. It's Saw. It's... Hey, it was on my honorable mention list. Directorial debut by James Wan. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Saw legacy still lives on. They're still making Saws. and, And they're cranking them out. I mean... I made it, was, it. A saw came out this year. I mean, a, it's not like jigsaw. Saw, jigsaw. I think yeah. there were. I think there were six saws, and they they were quick. Oh sure. Like as opposed to like let's let's like look at Halloween. Nobody fucking touched. Excuse me. Nobody. Touched. <laughs> what are you worried about cursing on this podcast? We're, all of a sudden, this is like what are we like fifty minutes in? Nobody yeah. Be, nobody will be listening at this point. So. <laughs> <laughs> so like. W- Halloween, nobody touched for years before yeah. they made like the se- well the sequels came, but like before they really ramped up and like like Halloween six came like three decades. Oh later, yeah, 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 like or whatever it is. Like Saw was like they just cranked that shit out. That was like yeah, because they had a gem on their hands. And honestly, I'm not even opposed to all of the sequels. There were a lot of great things that happened in those sequels. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna blow it. But when it was um. It was Saw Two, and it's the 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 actress that's in Saw Two that I love because she becomes. Do you know who I'm talking about? I I do know who you're coming talking about, but I don't know her name mm. honestly. Saw, uh, we're doing this live, folks. I am <laughs> I am googling stuff right now, and people there's probably like people listening going, "Oh my god, 
Shawnee Smith. Shawnee Smith. That's okay. her. Yeah, no, I, I pictured her, but I just, I can't, I couldn't remember her name for the life of me. Yeah. Uh, and she was in the original Saw, too. I'm sorry. It was, she, she was in the original Saw, too, but she was a, she was on the other side. Mm-hmm. She was a, uh, she, one of one of his victims. Yes. So to speak. And so, I mean, her and just everything about those movies for me resonates and, I want to watch. I, they're the they're the movie I want to watch over and over again. Yeah, it's Saw is the horror movie that really never gets old for me, even though I know the answer or I know the outcome. Like sure, Saw I can just. It's fun. It's it, which is you know what it's sick. it's it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. You have to you have to solve the puzzle. I know. Which which makes it interesting. It's like like why do you keep watching uh, um, procedural uh, um, dramas? Yeah, because you watch those procedural dramas like like Law and Order and things like that, because you kind of know what's going to happen already. Yep. And but you you spend time trying to figure it out. I think that's what Saw has. Yeah, I do too. And uh, that rounds out our list, man. That's, yeah, that's it. That's it. Good list. Good list. I. You know what? As much as I want to shit on your list, <laughs> just because it's know. you. <laughs> hey, everybody out there, who, dep- let us know. Who do you think's list was better, Joe's list or mine? That's all we want to know. That's it. Hit us up at hecklercane.com and uh, sign up to be an Imperfect Podcast Insider. Yeah, do all the other stuff, too. Sign up to our YouTube channel, talk with us on Twitter, because you know you have nothing else to do with your life but listen to us. Yeah. So come on. All right. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.